morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to Hillhead at the Grosvenor. This morning, our service will be led by our Minister, Katrina. And don't forget that everything you need for the service will be both on the screen and on your order of service. This morning, we celebrate communion, and everyone who is trying to follow Jesus is invited to take part. But if for any reason you'd rather not, Thank you, Anne. Today we're starting a short series of services based around some of the Psalms of David in the Old Testament of the Bible. The first one is looking at Psalm 19, or that's the one that was suggested that we look at, uh, which is about creation. So I was quite struck that this week our rocker, one of the Christian ecological organisations, had published an eco-church communion liturgy. And the prayers that I'm going to be leading today are based on material from that resource. So our call for worship comes from that. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. How majestic is your name in all the earth. You dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. In your hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of every human being. As your son made the multitude to sit down on the green grass and fed them with the bread of life, make us to lie down in green pastures and lead us to still waters, so that, like a tree planted by water, which does not fear the heat, but whose leaves shall stay green, we may be refreshed and sustained in you, and honour the everlasting covenant that you have established with your creation. For you have seen that it is very good. Blessed be God, Father, Holy Son and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. Our opening hymn of praise is on the sheet and will also appear on the screen. O God of all creation. And if you would like to and are able to, I invite you to stand with me as we sing.
Our opening prayer is, as I said, taken from the liturgy provided by our rocker. And there is a response to the prayer. When I say the words, for the earth is yours, you are invited to join me in saying, and all that is in it. So for the earth is yours and all that is in it. Just to confuse you, it starts off by saying that, so don't do that the first time, but thereafter. Let's pray together, and when we get to the Lord's Prayer, we say it in whatever version and language feels most comfortable. Lord God, the earth is yours and all that is in it, the world and those who live in it. Hear our prayer and accept our service. May our worship honour your generous gifts. May we explore together our responsibilities to the creation of which we are part in preaching and teaching, in prayer and in praise. For the earth is yours and all that is in it. May the buildings we occupy for worship and service be houses of prayer and signs of the renewing power of your grace to sustain and refresh all life. May our use and development of the resources we have inherited be an example of careful nurturing of discipleship and fruitful witness. For the earth is yours and all that is in it. May we allow the land where we live to work and flourish in your care. May we share and protect both open space and managed earth and build community with and through the land and all it sustains. For the earth is yours and all that is in it. May we live as the body of Christ, fostering relationships within our local and global communities and raising awareness of how our actions affect our brothers and sisters across the world, having a particular care for the poorest and most vulnerable. For the earth is yours, and, and all, all that, that is in it. it. May we show in our lives what we claim in our words, revealing in our discipleship our love for you, for each other, and for your world, following your command to bear fruit that will last. For the earth is yours, and all, all that, that is, is in it. Lord God, we pledge ourselves to your service in caring for your creation, that your kingdom may grow from the seed of hope into a tree of righteousness and justice for the world. And the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us when we pray to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
you were here last week, you might remember that we talked a little bit about some of the special services that we share together in church, in which we pray for individuals and for each other. And today, we, as you already heard from Anne, is a special day in a couple of ways. First, we're going to formally welcome Lena into covenanted membership here at Hillhead. Um, it's been a while to take us to get around to it. We've had the conversations over a lot of time. Lena is like Jeff in that she is a member of a Baptist church in another nation as part of another union. And for pastoral reasons, we're perfectly happy that Lena retains that membership, but also covenants with us because there is no conflict. That's unusual, but we're happy with that. So we've kind of got Scottish Welsh and now we'll have Scottish Lithuanian. So that's fantastic. And of course, I'm kind of Scottish and United Kingdom, so hey, we, do, we like a bit of uh, complication in our church. And then after that, we'll just be uh, farewelling, or au revoiring, I prefer to think, Beth, uh, as she goes down to Manchester to work for a couple of years. So Lena, would you like to come and stand with me as we share in some prayers? Um, the responses are on the sheet. There will later on be some responses for the congregation and they will appear on the screen if you're able to see it when we get to that point. In the name of our loving God, it is our joy to welcome Lena into the membership of this church. She has been a disciple of Jesus Christ for many years and is committed to serving God in this community. Today we acknowledge and thank God for that commitment. So, Lena, I have some questions to ask you. Do you believe in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, your creator and redeemer and the sustainer of all things? I do. This is the God in whom I trust. Do you believe that God has led you to share in the worship, life and witness of this local congregation? I do and I thank God for the gift of fellowship. Will you share with us the gifts God has given you that, together, we may serve God in our local community and in the wider world? I will. All I have is given by God. Thank you. As Baptist Christians, we covenant together as a community of the disciples of Jesus Christ. Baptised into his name, we share the joys and responsibilities of fellowship we gather for worship to discern the mind of Christ, and together we seek the kingdom of God through prayer, witness, and service. In the power of the Holy Spirit, we seek to build up one another in love. Will you share with us this common life and service, and will you walk together with us before God in ways that are known and are yet to be made known? I will. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Now, if this is your regular place of worship, whilst you are living in Glasgow, or even, in one case, when you are visiting Glasgow regularly, um, would you, if you're able, stand with me to formally welcome Lena. If you're a guest and you would like to stand, that's fabulous, but we don't require you to make promises that would just be um, very difficult for you to keep. I'll say the words that appear on screen if yellow, if, in yellow if you can join in with the response in the white. Do you welcome Lena into the fellowship of this worshipping community? We do. This is our joy and our calling. God has given us the gift of Lena 
and through her has given us gifts for ministry in the life and witness of this congregation. Will you support her in Christian service and in the responsibilities of church membership? We will. Thanks be to God. Will you pray for and encourage her through hospitality, friendship and prayer? We will in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, sorry, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, you may sit down. So Lena, lots of invitations for dinner, I think, after that. (laughs) So just formally to finish off this section, I'm inviting Anne as Secretary of the Church to give you the holy hug of welcome. We kind of abandoned right hands of fellowship because that seemed awfully formal, but welcome, Lena. Can we... Beth, would you like to come and join me? There are no formal forms of words for this because we don't have a liturgy for sending people out to come back. I think it's fair to say, Beth, that whilst you've been with us, you have really blessed us with your, with your singing, with your work with the children and young people, and just with who you are. Lots of wisdom and insights. Uh, you're a very special person. And we're very privileged to lend you to Manchester. <laughs> I have a love of Manchester, and um, of course we have um, our spies down there, Gavin's down there, Gavin and Joy are down there, um, so please come back any time and visit us over the next two years. Uh, we wish you well, and we look forward to you returning to us as Dr. Doctor, or, or whatever it is, something like that. She's, um, anybody who doesn't know, Beth is a medical doctor, and she is going to do a PhD? It's an MD. MD? But that doesn't exist. Medical doctor. Medicine, okay, so, so a doctorate in medicine. Yeah. So she'll be a double doctor when she returns to us. So can we pray for Beth? Loving God, we do thank you for Beth, for all that is unique and precious about her. And as she goes away from us for a short time, we pray that you will watch over her, that she will make friends easily in Manchester, that her work will be rewarding and that the studies will go well. And of course, selfishly, we pray that you will bring her back to us from time to time and long term to be here again in Glasgow. Beth, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace, now and always. Amen. And I think I ought to give you a holy hug as well. (laughs) Can you manage another holy hug? As is our normal practice um, in Hillhead when we receive somebody into membership or when we have a dedication or a baptism, um, I invite the person to choose a hymn. And we're going to sing now the hymn that Lena has chosen, which is a really challenging and beautiful hymn from Iona, inspired by love and anger. If you're able to stand and would like to, please do so as we sing. Thank you. 
our Bible reading this morning is Psalm 19. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without the sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows his course to the other end. Nothing can hide from his heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servants, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servants from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And the second Bible reading is Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, your majesty name fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. You have taught children and infants to tell of your strength. Silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you set in place, what are people that you should think about them? Mere mortals that you should care for them. Yet you made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority. The flocks and the earths and all the wild animals, in the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, and everything that swims the ocean currents. O Lord, our Lord, your majesty name fills the earth.
We've just completed uh, four weeks looking at the topic of prayer. And the next four Sundays, we're going to be thinking about some of the Psalms attributed to David and some of the ideas that they cause us to think about necessarily briefly in some cases. So we've moved really from prayer to, well, poetry, definitely, and song, possibility, possibly. So it's about creative writing. It's about writing that expresses ideas and emotions. What I'm going to offer this morning is a bit experimental, uh, partly because with having the church meeting immediately following the service, we need to be quite sharp on timing, but partly because I wanted to attempt something in the realms of creative writing, which for me is quite scary, inspired what I've read and studied this week, but also influenced by some of the external factors, things on the news, things I've seen as I've walked around our beautiful city. And it will finish with what can best be described as some free-form verse. I wouldn't be so um, rash as to call it a poem or a psalm some words that I have created and accompanied to, accompanying that will be some photographs that I took on Friday in the Botanic Gardens. I had an hour gap at lunchtime so I just wandered in the Botanics and took some photos. I thought actually do you know what they kind of go or could go with what I'm thinking about. So it's a bit like Marmite really. You might love it, you might hate it, you might get it, you might just wonder what the blazes I'm on about. All of those are fine. All I ask is that you accept it in the spirit in which it is offered. I'm going to start by reading the first four, first four verses of Psalm 19 in the translation in the commentary that I used this week. The heavens are recounting God's glory and the firmament is declaring the work of his hands. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night makes no knowledge. There is no speech, and there are no words. Their voices are inaudible. A conundrum. If a tree falls in the forest and there is no one to hear, does it still make a noise? A factoid. If humans could detect frequencies below 20 hertz, we would be able to hear our own muscles moving. Because we cannot hear, do we fail to listen? Because we do not listen, do we fail to hear? One Kings nineteen verses eleven and twelve. Now there was a great wind so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks into pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. 
and after the earthquake of fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. Many years ago, I watched a documentary on television about a group of men who took part in a guided retreat within a monastic order. Some of you may recall it. And in one episode was included an experience of silent meditation not so far removed from what now would popularly be termed mindfulness. The participants sat around a table on which a single candle burned. The leader asked those gathered to listen to the sound of the candle flame. To my surprise, I discovered that by concentrating, I could indeed hear that flame. And then those gathered were asked to listen for the sound of the stars singing. Something I almost, but not quite, achieved. If we sit very still and listen very carefully, might we just hear a voice that is otherwise inaudible? If we sit very still and listen very carefully, might we just encounter God in sheer silence? What if creation has a voice? What if we could hear its message? The author of Luke tells us that as Jesus rode into Jerusalem and was approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power they had seen, saying, Blessed is he, the king, who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. Stones, rocks, boulders, pebbles. We come in all shapes and sizes and are born, if we may use such a word, in different ways. Spewed forth from the molten heart of a volcano, squeezed beneath the surface of the earth, or the product of centuries of sedimentation. Silently, we observe all human life. Silently, we are used and abused in the cause of human life. Flints struck to create a spark to light a fire. Stones sharpened to use as tools. 
or as weapons. Polished and cut to ornament human bodies. All the floors of palaces. Used a slingshot to maim or kill. Quarried and fashioned into regular blocks and built into dwellings for humans or for deities. Gathered into circles to contain fires or built into walls to protect sheep and cattle or to exclude entire nations. Pebbles joyfully skimmed across the surface of a river or thrown angrily deep into the depths of the sea. Silently we watch. Silently we listen. Silently we delight. Silently we despair. Just below the threshold of human hearing. Just beyond the comprehension of those whose lives we share. We too utter prayers and praises to the one in whom we have our being. For the hurt we have caused in natural disaster and in human activity, Lord, have mercy. For the joys we have brought in the natural environment and in human endeavour, Lord, we praise you. That your promises be fulfilled. That all will be made anew in your kingdom of Shalom. Lord, we beseech you. God, rock of ages, hear our prayer. Amen. O Lord of every shining constellation that wheels in splendour through the midnight sky, grant us your spirit's true illumination to read the secrets of your work on high.
we come together now prayers for others and now prayers for each other. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God of all the world, we bring this world now to you in our prayers. We remember those who are troubled, not just by outward visible acts of violence, persecution, poverty or deprivation, but who suffer inwardly, silently. We pray that we all show love, tolerance and kindness to one another. Heavenly Father, God of our world, here in this part of the city that we call home, we bring you those in our community around us. To those we can be a living witness of your love and goodness. We bring you each other in this worshipping community as we try to understand your will for us in this community, your will for us as your people, your will for us as a tabernacle church in this part of the worldwide church. We pray for your blessing and your guidance to live out your will and to show love, tolerance and kindness to each other. Heavenly Father, God of the world that you created, we gaze in wonder at the universe, the works that your hands have made. We bring you this physical world, this universe, and all that we take for granted within it. We pray that we will find love, tolerance and kindness as we care for this world. Heavenly Father, God of all the world, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we gaze in wonder at the way that you are prepared for us towards new life, in the redeeming blood of your own Son, who you gave up unto death for our sins. We bring to you ourselves. We pray that you will open our eyes to see your way, open our ears to hear your word, open our minds to know your will, and open our hearts to show love, tolerance and kindness to one another. In the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
loving and kind God, we bring these our offerings of money, and with them we bring ourselves, our talents, our skills, our employment and our leisure time, and offer them all to you in Christ's name. Amen. As we gather around the Lord's table, so we sing again, O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hand hath made.
As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout. So shall the word that goes out from the mouth of the Lord not return empty, but accomplish the Lord's purpose and succeed in that for which it was sent. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The Gospel of Mark tells us this. On the first day of the unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, Jesus' disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him, and wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. So the disciples set out and went to the city and found everything as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he came with the twelve. And when they had taken their places and were eating, Jesus said, Truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and to say to him one after another, Surely not I. He said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread into the bowl with me. For the Son of Man goes as it was written of him. But woe to that one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. While they were eating, he took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and all of them drank from it. He said to them, This is the blood of the covenant poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will never again drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. On this first day of the week, on this first Sunday of a new month, we gather in an upstairs room hired for this purpose, where all is now made ready for us. Though we cannot see him, Jesus is the host. Though we hear his voice only in scripture, he bids all of us welcome. So come, let us break bread and share wine together. But first, following the example of Jesus, let us give thanks. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to set before you. 
which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to set before you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become for us the cup of salvation. Blessed be God forever. Amen. So Jesus took the bread and he broke it and he shared it with his friends. Those who would deny him, those who would betray him, those who would run away, but all of them because he loved them. And because he loves us, we too share bread, eating as we receive. And at the end of the meal, Jesus took a cup of wine and said, This is a new covenant in my blood, poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you do this, remember me. We will retain our glasses that we might drink together, symbolising our unity with each other, with other believers around the world, and with all those who have gone before us to the eternal banquet. Let's drink together in faith and thanksgiving. Lord God of all creation, as your son, when he had fed the multitude, instructed the disciples to gather up the fragments left over so that nothing may be lost, gather us who have shared in this act of remembrance. Fill us with your love for your living world and refresh us and the whole creation to serve and praise you forever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
May God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the source of all goodness and growth, pour his blessing upon all things created and upon us, his children, that we may use his gifts to his glory and the welfare of all peoples. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us always. Thank you.